Welcome to Coming Out of the Spiritual Closet with your host, me, Brittany Wittig. Join me every week to explore and demystify the world of modern spirituality. In 2012, I experienced my worst nightmare when my mom passed away from cancer. The experience of living my worst fear was nothing like I would have expected, though. It actually inspired me to reprioritize my life, to live big. And as I saw my life begin to improve, I became obsessed with the power of fear to create positive change in our lives. I spent the last 10 years learning everything I could about fear and courage, and I tested everything I learned in my own life. I quit my nine to five to travel the world full time. I built a profitable travel blog, even though I had no previous writing or website experience. I started an online coaching business that allows me to work when and where I choose. And it all came full circle in 2021 when I was diagnosed with cancer. I was once again faced with living my worst fear. But this time, I used the courageous tools and processes I'd spent the last decade developing to intuitively move through my treatment and my cancer journey. In 2022, I was declared cancer-free. I came out of my cancer journey happier, healthier, and thriving more than ever before. And that is when the Courageous Transformation Academy was born. I knew I had to share these powerful tools with as many people as possible. The Courageous Transformation Academy is a 10-module course and coaching program for ambitious dreamers who want to finally begin living their dreams without having to think positive or deny their body's innate intelligence. Imagine what it would feel like to actually live the future you can't stop thinking about, to wake up every morning in love with your life. This is possible for you. Discover how to cultivate courage so you can take empowered, inspired action. Learn to hear the voice of your intuition so you can follow it to that life you're dreaming of. And discover how your subconscious mind and nervous system work together so you can choose the way that you experience reality. Take the first courageous step today and join the waitlist for the Courageous Transformation Academy. The waitlist will receive early access and a special discount. The link for the waitlist is in the show notes. This week, I had the privilege of interviewing Holly Dahl. Holly is a business and health strategist and the host of the global top 10% podcast, Bombshell CEO, which I love. And Holly's also a good friend of mine. And it was so awesome talking with her about burnout because Holly helps high-performing women recover from burnout. And she also combines her business knowledge, coaching experience, and extensive understanding of women's hormones to teach women the tools they need to elevate their body, brain, and businesses. Holly's approach is deeply holistic, which, as you know, really resonates with me. And we get into some really interesting stuff here. Basically, how it looks when your body gets into burnout, ways you can get into burnout, areas of your life where you can get into burnout. It's not just in business. How to recognize it, the four pillars of healing from burnout. And basically, we just have a really interesting conversation about stress, trauma, and how hustle culture really can permeate into so many different areas of our lives. 
You're going to learn so much from Holly today. Well, Holly, thank you so much for being here today. I'm so happy to have you on the show. And I guess just to get started, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Just a little introduction. Thanks, Brittany. Thanks so much for having me. My name is Holly Dahl. I am a health and business strategist, and I help high performers recover from burnout. Mm. And what that means in practice is I help them untangle this complicated web of patterns, beliefs, and habits that they are revolving in. And I help them evolve out for good. I'm very passionate about taking the conversation about burnout beyond the surface because I feel like a lot of the surface level conversation, band-aids, things that people are using and talking about are actually creating more harm than good. Mm, interesting. So how did you get in to this line of work? I mean, this is really, I, you know, I love this angle that you're taking on it. You know, it's very holistic, which is totally my jam. My listeners are going to love that. So yeah. How'd you get into this? Well, don't we teach the things we need the most? Yep. <laughs> it's really interesting. So I have been through burnout cycles of burnout more than a few times in my adult life. And the last time it was just, it was so severe. I was barely functioning. So my, in my past career, I worked in the dental field for 14 years and I actually left that because I was so burnt out. I wasn't sleeping. I was having panic attacks on the way to work. I was crying. Like I just, I was walking on eggshells all the time and I was constantly living in that, you know, fight or flight state that's meant to be temporary. And I, I just remember like telling my husband, I, I can't do this anymore. So I left. But the person that I am, of course, two weeks later, I was enrolled in a business school. And I want to say a couple of weeks after that, I opened up my nutrition practice. So oh, wow. I really didn't give, yeah, I didn't give myself that time to recover and heal and peel back the layers of where this was actually coming from. And so three years into my business, I crashed really hard because of course I took a lot of my personality traits into my business, right? My high achieving, my people pleasing. I had no boundaries. I wanted to do all the things with all the people. And I took that little suitcase right through the front door of my business, which I feel like so many business owners do. And I crashed really hard. And I knew that I had to figure out what was going on at the root cause because mm -hmm. I was a health practitioner. I felt like a fraud. I'm teaching other people to be healthy and I'm so unhealthy myself. Like I'm barely getting through the day again. And so it was a big wake up call. Mm -hmm. Wow. Interesting. I feel like most people are going to be able to relate to this. I think burnout is so common. And like you said, I, I don't, I don't know that there's enough discussion happening about where it's really coming from, what's really causing it. You know, I think so many people are like, and we'll get into this. So I'm going to ask you about this, but mm -hmm. I see people that are like, oh, I'm burnt out. I'm going to go take a week in Cancun. And it's like, I think it might require more than that. <laughs> yeah. So I guess just to start, like, what is the root of burnout? Like, what is the deep thing that's going on there that's causing it? Well, I have a very different philosophy. So most people would, when describing burnout, would talk about stress and kind of talk about those types of things. And I'm not saying it's not 
that it doesn't have anything to do with stress because it definitely has a lot to do with stress. I define burnout as a behavior problem that is rooted in trauma. Mm. And so it creates these personalities and these kind of destructive behaviors that we bring into our lives, right? Some of the common ones I see in in my uh, clients are hypervigilance, high achieving, people pleasing. And due to those behaviors, I mean, this adds just so much stress to your life, to your business, to your body. And then it, it, it becomes a hormone problem over time due to the stress response in the body. But people aren't actually connecting their burnout to past trauma or to the behaviors. Okay. So that's so fascinating. I love this because I feel like trauma is at the root of so many issues in our modern lives. And so I, yeah, I'm really, I really find this fascinating. So could you give an example of like something traumatic that someone might've experienced that could lead to burnout? Is it usually trauma in their adult life or is it trauma, you know, as children? I mean, in my experience and what I've personally been through is it's a childhood trauma. And so I think what, when people hear the word trauma, they feel like it has to be some major life event. Like they were abused, they were neglected, something happened to them. And I think that we need also need to open up the conversation of that, because if you were in a situation where you felt unsafe, Mm. that, that is trauma. Like if you were bullied, you know, I've had clients who were lost. They were separated from their parents. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I've had a client who her parents would leave her in the car with her sister when they would go to the bar for hours. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. For me personally, I was in a car accident when I was two and I don't remember, but I've got a lot of trauma with like driving and feeling safe in a vehicle and just feeling safe in general. Something else that happened to me is I peed my pants in grade one. My Mm -hmm. male teacher didn't let me go to the bathroom. And so when we kind of look back and reflect on those things, it's like, what is, what's the message that the child is getting about trust, about having basic needs met, about safety and about security. So these things can show up later on in life. And and like I said, there's kind of like those three, those three traits that I see. So the hypervigilance, these are people who exhaust themselves worrying about everything that might happen you know Um, it's not it's not if the storm comes it is when the storm comes and then we have people who are high achieving so they want to control the situation they want to control every outcome they want to just be the best they're never happy with any result and then the pleasers who most pleasers grew up trying to please a parent so maybe you got spanked because you didn't get a hundred percent on your test at school. Like you, you were punished because you didn't produce a result. So when we think of how those kind of things impact you as a child and then where those behaviors come from and how you just, you just pack that trauma, like a wow. little suitcase with you in your life, in your business and your health, there's just so many areas that it, it shows up. Wow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that totally resonates with me. <laughs> I have experienced burnout in my life for sure. And I didn't recognize it really as that, but I am, I was, I've done a lot of healing around this, but I was absolutely that high achiever needed to control things. And that definitely came from my upbringing, an extremely high amount of pressure to always be the best at the top, succeeding at the highest level. Yeah. That created a lot of stress for me as a kid. And I can see now, as we're talking about this 
how that played that definitely played into my professional burnout as a grown-up mm-hmm. too that's really well, it does. And I used to always say like, oh, it's the dental industry. Like they're so toxic and it's just, it's awful, but it wasn't them. It was me. (laughs) It was me because I was carrying those behaviors in. And when they asked me, when they told me, you know, when I was hired that I was done at three 30 and I would still be there at five 30 at night, I didn't put my hand up and say, you know what, when I got this job, you guys said I was working till three 30, I would work till five 30. I would come home. I would be so resentful. I'd be pissed off. I'd be cranky with my kids. I would just, but it was me. It was not them. I mean, there's toxicity in every industry. Right. There really is. but no, but not playing the victim anymore and really holding that mirror up and saying, wow, this is actually you, you've created a lot of this. And so it w- it allowed me to kind of start to peel back the layers mm. because when I brought it yeah. into my own business, I could no longer say, oh, it's that industry. Right. Right. So what's the common denominator here? <laughs> it was me. One of the beautiful things about starting a business, we learn so much about ourselves, right? Oh, don't we ever. <laughs> If someone's listening right now and they're thinking like, ooh, I wonder if I'm experiencing burnout, how would we recognize that? What does burnout like look like, feel like? Well, first of all, we've got to kind of look at the, the physical, the emotional, and the mental, right? We can't, we kind of got to look at all aspects. So emotionally, I mean, I think people get to the point where they just care too much for too long. And if you're listening and if, if you feel like the color is starting to drain from your life, there's no joy anymore. You're finding yourself really reactive. Your reaction isn't appropriate for the situation, but you just really can't handle it. Hmm. Those are some, some signs that, okay, maybe we've even crossed the line over burnout, right? Because burnout is a cycle and there's different phases and you can even get to a place where it's kind of habitual. And and we can talk more about that, but I would say physical symptoms it's that overwhelm. It is that exhaustion that is unrelenting. So it's not like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm a little tired today. I'm going to have a coffee. It is, you are waking up tired. You've got cravings probably for sugar and salt, Um, probably some midsection weight gain that kind of just happened out of nowhere. You're like, I never used to store fat in my belly. You can have things like hair loss, poor sleep, you're just not feeling like yourself. You're feeling very disconnected. You're feeling very scattered. A bell went off in my head when you talked about like gaining weight in the midsection. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know I experienced that before and it was actually for me, it was when I, back in the day when I was working night shifts in the veterinary field, is there, a, there's a hormonal thing going on here, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Belly fat is related to cortisol. Cortisol is your stress hormone. And so I know that you talk a lot about like the fear response in the body and how that activates the nervous system. So the stress response is is basically, and the fear response is kind of the same thing because it's activating your nervous system and it's sending that message down to the adrenal glands. Hey, it's time to kick out cortisol and epinephrine in order to flee the threat, flee the threat or fight the threat. Except for there's not really a threat if you're just in a toxic work environment or if you're stressed out because you can't say no to somebody, there's Mm -hmm. not really a a physical threat. But because your body doesn't differentiate between those types of stress, Mm -hmm. it's going to kick that out. And so high cortisol, you're going to see that midsection weight gain, you're going to see poor sleep, you're going to see cravings, you're going to see that exhaustion. And it is just due to that stress response, because 
a lot of people are stuck in that fight flight freeze when it's again it's meant to be temporary so it's so exhausting and what does your body do when there's a threat it's conserving energy it's storing fat it doesn't feel safe and as you can imagine you know after years of these being in these uncompleted stress cycles how damaging that is to the systems in your body, like your heart and your brain and your digestive system, your immune system, your nervous system, your hormonal system. Because, you know, when we have this imbalance with cortisol, which is the stress hormone, we it starts to impact other hormones in the body, it will actually start to steal from progesterone to make more cortisol. Now, progesterone is a hormone that's typically associated with staying pregnant, but your body is now choosing survival over reproduction. So when cortisol um, levels are high, it will make progesterone levels low, which can make estrogen levels high and eventually impact your thyroid hormones. So it's like this big domino effect. And that's why we really have to look at, you know, mentally what's going on for you, emotionally what's going on for you, and physically what is going on for you in your body and bring alignment to all three of those areas. And that is that holistic approach that I use. Wow. That is fascinating. Okay. So if someone feels like there's, there's so, okay. Someone's listening and they're like, Oh, okay. This rings a bell. I think I might be in burnout. I know that you've talked about that burnout's like a cycle. Like how does it start and what can it progress to so that maybe someone listening can kind of pinpoint where they are in, in the cycle or in the progression of burnout? Mm-hmm. Well, there's kind of five phases. So the first phase, okay. and I actually, before we go into it, I kind of like to relate it to like a cell phone battery. So, you know, you're fully charged and then it's just going down and down. So okay. the first phase is the honeymoon phase, which everything's great. You're like 80 to hundred percent. You're doing all the things and crushing all the goals. And it really feels good until it doesn't. And then we've got phase two. So you're still in the green, you're about 60 to 80%. And this is the fight or flight stage. So this is kind of the balancing act. Your body is going to kind of start responding to that onset of stress. And you might see things like anxiety, sleep is kind of not great. Your energy is a bit lower. You might start to feel less productive and like you can't just do everything that you could do a couple months ago. And then phase three. So your battery is now in the yellow you're running about 40 to 60%. And this is the resistance phase. So this is a time where you're you're really going to notice these symptoms and, and you don't want to ignore these symptoms. Okay, okay. so some of these we kind of already talked about, like cravings for sugar and salt, really irritable, low energy. You're not just tired. You're waking up tired. Exercise isn't something that is energizing you. It's exhausting you. And you have a hard time regulating your emotions. So... Okay. This is the morning phase. And I always say like, what does Brene Brown say in her book, The Gift of Imperfections, right? She says the universe is not short on wake up calls. We're just quick to hit the snooze button. So if you identify as being in this phase, this is your wake up call. Do not ignore it. Do not hit the snooze button. Yes. And we to, yeah. We get to phase four, which is the burnout phase. Okay. So you've gone from being in that morning phase to burnout. Your battery is about 20 to 40%. You're in the red. You are going to have difficulty dealing with the daily demands of life and anything extra is probably going to send you into a spiral. And you've got a lot of symptoms at this stage. You're, you're kind of in survival mode. So anything that isn't related to survival is, is not going to, going to be on the list of things that you want to, you want to do. Okay. Again, there's that lack of joy, lots of anxiety, 
uh, brain fog. And then we get to phase five, which is the habitual burnout where the battery is flashing red. So you're zero to 20. And in this stage, you can't really distinguish stress from normal life. You want to isolate yourself. You just have this feeling of constant emptiness. Now, you at some point might bounce back to phase four or even phase three because you know that something's desperately wrong and you have to do something. You might pull it together, right? You might say, okay, I got to start packing my lunch or I got to start going to bed earlier or cutting back those work hours. And your body might start to feel a little bit better. You might feel like, okay, I've, I've got back on my feet now, but it's almost this false sense of security where you kind of let your guard down and it's easy to slip right back into burnout. And it is my opinion and my experience that burnout is like an addiction. And this is why this happens. So you need to treat it like any other addiction and be aware of what is the tipping point for you. Because of those behaviors that we talked about, that hypervigilance, that people-pleasing, that overachieving, um, you can end up with this high when people choose you, when they approve of you, when they validate you. And that is why you end up going through cycles of burnout and you crash every other month or something. And that's why it's so important to get to that root cause because it is unhealthy to be addicted to the high that comes from sacrificing yourself. Wow. Okay. That makes so much sense. So, oh, this is such a trip because what this brings up for me is an interview that I just did last week with a relationship expert. And we talked about toxic relationships mm-hmm. and how toxic relationships actually become addictive because of the stress cycle and the hormones. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, here we are again with the addiction, the, the addiction piece of these sort of toxic behaviors, toxic cycles. Wow. Yeah, because it's the short-term payoff for the long-term pain, right? If you grew yeah. up and your parents never paid attention to you or love was conditional, imagine the feeling that happens in your body when someone chooses you, when someone praises you, when you just create one more course. Yes. <laughs> right? Oh it's my gosh. Just, it, wow. it feeds that. And so really, if you can get to the root and understand where it comes from it's so powerful it really helps you take your power back and you can start to choose you instead of needing that constant approval and validation from others okay interesting so what would you recommend so if someone's listening right now and they're like oh okay this Mm -hmm. i'm in burnout i recognize it now what how would you recommend people start dealing with that well I'd love to just talk about some of the band-aid solutions that, that right. most people use if we could just go there first. And then I have some yeah. great questions that are such a good starting point if you if you feel like you're in burnout. Yeah. Um, what what not to do or what people well, what do people usually do that isn't usually, gonna fix yeah. it? Yeah. They say, I'm so burnt out. I need a vacation, right? right and so right. You go on your seven day all inclusive, you, your symptoms probably start to subside. You sleep like a baby. You think this is exactly what I needed. And then you come back and everything comes back and this time with a vengeance. And if you think about it, when you're on vacation, you're not in those stress inducing activities or situations that happen on the daily. Of course, you're going to feel better. Your nervous system is probably nice and relaxed. Um, but it's not going to, again, address those underlying issues even self-care I mean I think it's it's nice I love pedicures massages manicures facials like all the things who doesn't yeah but again we're not getting to the root and I think with self-care it can be a bit of a distraction 
it can also kind of send this message that, well, if you just took better care of yourself, you wouldn't be in this position. So, you know, maybe you should get a massage once a week instead of, you know, once every two months or whatever. Right. right. But again, it might make you feel better in the moment. It definitely gives that relief relief, but it doesn't get to the root cause. Right. And even medication. And I don't want mis- anyone to misunderstand me because I do think that people need medication. Some people need medication. It is not going to address the behavior because right. burnout is a behavior problem. You can't medicate yourself out of that. So with medication, you need to be doing the other work alongside. And even with therapy, yes. I, I love therapy, but I do have clients come to me and say, well, I've been in therapy for five years. How come I don't feel better? Mm-hmm. Your therapist isn't going to address the physical body. And that is why it's yeah. so important. They're not going to you know, address the hormone issues and things to help you holistically, like bring your body back into alignment and heal. So I think that it's, it's a good idea just to keep in mind that those are band-aids and they're okay. We're not saying don't ever use them, but for a long-term healing and recovery, you really need four pillars. And so okay, this is what I use with my clients. We look at nutrition, we look at lifestyle, we look at mindset, and we look at supplements. And it's very specific and personalized to that client. So I don't have a cookie cutter program that I put people through. And I'm not saying that putting people through programs or offering programs or anything like that, that that can't be amazing for some people, for people that are in burnout, they need their hand held Mm. and they need someone to gently hold the mirror up and say, look, this is what's going on. This is where it started. And I'm, I'm just really good at that. I I don't want people to spin in burnout like I did for so, so long. And if I can help someone with the shortcuts, you know, get better and really support them with that holistic approach. That's what it it really takes. And so if someone is listening and they're thinking, wow, like I I do feel burnt out, I am in burnout, I have some questions that they can ask themselves to kind of start to untangle these patterns. Because what most people run to is a new exercise program or a new meal plan or or something like that, right? It's kind of a distraction. And so I think just addressing some of those behaviors that they might be spinning in Yeah. You know, here's some questions. So do I spend a lot of time worrying about things that may never happen to the point where I'm exhausted? Mm -hmm. Do I have a hard time saying no to people? Do I have a hard time setting and upholding boundaries? Do I feel guilty if I put my needs first? Do I seek approval and validation from others? Is my worth tied to how others view me? Do I downplay my accomplishments? Do I feel restless and never satisfied? Do I have an all or nothing mindset? And do I try to control the outcome for most situations? That's kind of where I would start to get the idea of not only where you're at physically, but where you're at, you know, mentally and emotionally and how these things are showing up in your life and in your business. As you were asking those questions, something that came up for me that was really interesting and surprising. When I first was on my spiritual path, I think that I got into some burnout around personal development and spirituality. Um, Especially when you, the question, like, do I feel restless? Do I have an all or nothing mindset? Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's possible to get burnt out um, like on a personal development journey? Absolutely. I think it's possible to get burnt out doing something that you love 
because mm. people will say, but this is my purpose. Yeah. This business is my purpose or this thing that I'm doing in the world. Like this is my purpose. And they feel almost ashamed and guilty that this has caused them to experience burnout, but you can yeah. absolutely get burnt out doing something that you love. You can absolutely, absolutely, pardon me, get burnt out in a personal development journey. And I would say even a spiritual journey, I would say that hustle culture plays a lot into the personal development. Mm. Um, this is something I've noticed in, in myself in the last year. And I've really had to dig deep into what I want and what is important to me, because I feel like in hustle culture and personal development, there's just this message that, um, you just do it. You just get up at 5am and you do your journaling and you do your exercising and you eat all the wonderful foods and even mm. 75 hard. Have you ever heard of that? No. It's like a 75 day challenge where you have to have two workouts and okay, don't quote me on this. Cause I might be mixing this up a little bit, but from what I remember, I've had a couple of clients do it. Um, prior to working with me, let me see. Yeah, <laughs> so sure. two 45 minute workouts, one has to be outside. You have to have like, I think an hour of reading every day. You have to eat all whole food. You got to do all this Whoa. stuff. So again, we're checking the boxes. If during mm. that 75 days, you miss one of those things, you start over. And wow. so there's just this constant, I guess, message of not good enough, yeah. not trying hard enough, um, not doing all the things, not checking the boxes. And I think it just doesn't consider people's personal situations. What yeah. if your kids are little? Yeah. What if you have a medical condition? What if you have aging parents that you're taking care of? Like it just, yeah. in some of those worlds, some of those cultures, some of those societies, it just, there's no give. And mm -hmm. so people end up feeling like such a failure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the message is, it's just, it, it's not, you, you just get it done. You just get it done no matter what it takes. Even mm -hmm. if it kills you, you get right. it done. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it is, that is just a perfect recipe for burnout. And it's so interesting because what it really what's coming up for me is really we have this this hustle culture across our entire at least in the u.s certainly across our entire american culture and so yeah it's showing up in of course our workplaces and our professional lives but then it's also showing up in our personal growth journeys it's showing up on our spiritual paths because again the overarching culture seems to be go 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 and productivity equals value or something, mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You don't stop when you're tired. You stop when you're finished. And right. I think for women, and I don't want to neglect the men because I've definitely worked with men. I've had lots of messages from men saying that they're burnt out. They're under different pressure, but they sure. do experience burnout. But I think for women, um, because we carry such a heavy emotional load and it's like all the meals have to be homemade and you need to work out every day and you need to be killing it in your business. And, you know, you need to have a fancy house and have a luxury vehicle. And it's just the yes. barriers with social media, the barriers are removed. And so yeah. even, you know, we're getting into Christmas season right now, like everything has to be perfect for Christmas. Like there's just so much pressure. You have yeah. to be the boss, babe. You have to be the perfect wife, the perfect mother. You got to be in the mood when hubby gets home. You got to take care of all the things, you know, and if you yeah. don't, well, you're just, you're a failure. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. Wow. That just 
feeds into the people pleasing, the high achieving, the hyper vigilance, the I have to just be everything or I'm nothing. Mm. So do you feel like now self-care is one thing, like, you know, Mm -hmm. massages and pedicures and spa Mm -hmm. days and all that. Do you feel like what's coming up for me as, as you talk about this is, um, self-love like, absolutely. Do you feel like that's an important piece of like moving out of burnout? I feel like it is because there is this deep self-worth wound. Mm. Yeah. And again, we can tie that back to the trauma. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And so, so loving yourself and not equating your worth to anything external, Mm. that is, that's the work. Yes. Right. Okay. Love that. It's so, that's so amazing. How, how, how many different, um, issues in our lives can be, can be helped just with really like working on that self-worth piece that like loving yourself. Oh, I love that. Okay. So someone, so if someone's in burnout, basically what, what were the four, I think you said nutrition, lifestyle. Uh, yeah. Nutrition, lifestyle, mindset, and supplements. Okay. So those are the four pillars. Mm-hmm. So that, and, and basically what you're saying is that like the nutrition and the supplements are going to help get the hormones back in balance. So you've got the physical approach and then yep. you've got this mindset and lifestyle to also be working with the mental, emotional approach, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Because we're very depleted. When someone's in burnout, they're depleted physically, emotionally, mentally, they're very drained. And so we've got to essentially build them back up. Mm, Okay. And you can help people with all of those areas. Absolutely. Yeah. My background is holistic nutrition. I have a specialty in women's hormones, specifically burnout. And I'm also a business owner and consultant. So I kind of combine everything together. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. All right. Awesome. This is amazing. So if someone is listening and wants to get in touch with you, it's like, Holly, help me. (laughs) How can they get in touch with you? Absolutely. Thank you so much. So if you're listening to this uh, episode right now and you're actually ready to beat the burnout, you are, are done with it. Then I highly recommend booking a call with me. I'm very skilled. I'm highly trained. I'm going to look at your hormone evaluation. I'm going to look at your symptoms and your challenges and help you really identify what is causing your burnout. This is going to be personalized and customized to you. So most people talk about the quick fixes and the surface level band-aid solutions, but I'm really good at helping you discover what that root cause is. So if you've tried different things before for burnout, this is going to be different completely different, I promise. So come to this call, we'll talk for about 30 minutes, I'll help you figure out why you haven't been able to get past this burnout. And that'll determine your next step because it's not the same for everyone. And Mm -hmm. if you're not quite ready for this call, but you kind of want some more information, I have an amazing training called break the burnout cycle that dives deeper into the types of stress, the stress cycles, how to complete them and how chronic stress impacts all your body systems. Ooh, oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And for everyone listening, I'll have links for all of this in the show notes. So it'll make it really easy. You can just go down to the show notes, click the links to get in on this call or this training or both. 
Thank you so much, Holly. This is a lot to think about and really hit home for me on some things. Like I really, really appreciate this stress, man. Stress is such a, it's such a serious thing in our modern world. And I'm so glad to see people really starting to recognize that and starting to take this holistic approach to, to move through it so we can all be happier. It's amazing. It's so true. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Wonderful. And thank you to everyone listening. Have a beautiful week.